welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't already listened to my previous episode on fitness supplements, that episode answers the question that I'm about to address in regards to performance, muscle gain, and recovery supplements and what you should be prioritizing or investing in. And in this episode, I'm taking a slightly different take on a similar question. Uh, The question is, which supplements should I prioritize? But in this episode, I'm going to be focused on addressing health and wellness-specific supplements like vitamins and minerals and all that good stuff. I figured there was enough content to break it up, and especially because people have different goals with supplementation. You know, one person might be looking for supplements to help their performance in the gym, while the other is just looking to optimize their health. So I've definitely been there where I've... (laughs) Let's just say there's so much money poured into marketing health and wellness products these days, and I'm sure you've seen it on social media, and it's so easy to get caught up in the mindset of thinking we need everything in order to optimize our health, whether it's like the next mushroom tea or greens powder, like it, it can be very overwhelming. And I've been there myself where I've bought literally everything I thought that I could help me, and I ended up needing to take hundreds of pills each morning and I was spending hundreds of dollars a month, which ultimately just stressed me out and made me want to throw in the towel more often than not and just walk away and completely give up on it. And through my own journey and through the education that I've undergone as a nutrition coach, I've really learned which supplements are most important to prioritize. So I'm going to really break it down for you in this episode and boil it down to the few supplements that I think most people could benefit from. And I'm also going to be teaching you how to get it in the most cost-effective way, whether it's through whole foods-based sources when you're just you know eating food in your everyday life or through your environment. That way you're not wasting a ton of money every single month, especially if it's something that's not in your budget. And again, I have to add the disclaimer that I'm not a medical professional. So while I'll be speaking to some general recommendations here, it's always super important to consult your healthcare practitioner first before implementing any of these. And lastly, my last disclaimer, I promise, is that it's important to note that everybody is deficient in different things. This is where blood work comes in, okay? Don't just be supplementing willy-nilly because you think you need something. Taking too much of something can also throw you off and lead to complications. And a lot of nutrients affect other nutrients, and it's honestly very complex. So by over-supplementing with one nutrient, you could actually be causing a deficiency in another nutrient, or it's... It's crazy. It's very complicated and complex. So I think the best thing is to do is do your due diligence and get some blood work done. And if possible, I recommend looking at the functional ranges for your blood work. And this can be done either by seeing a functional practitioner, so a functional medicine doctor. Oftentimes they're not covered by insurance, unfortunately, but something you could do is get your blood work done with your regular doctor. And if you're able to get that paperwork, you can reference the functional ranges with a functional practitioner or on your own if you feel comfortable. But again, I would still run all of the supplements you wish to take past a medical professional first. But the functional ranges give you a much more holistic picture of what's actually going on. Typically at a conventional doctor, it's like very black and white. Like, are you pre-diabetic or not? Are you deficient in iron and you're anemic or are you completely fine? And it's like, Logically, we all should know there's, you know, there's kind of a spectrum, right? So you could be almost considered anemic and you definitely still have an iron deficiency or you just cross that threshold where you're anemic. 
So you don't want to just completely disregard iron and iron supplementation just because you're just below the threshold of being anemic, right? So that's why I turn to functional medicine and nutrition a lot of the times is it just gives you a much more in-depth and holistic view of what's actually going on with your health and how you can truly optimize it instead of just addressing a sickness once it's declared that you're sick, right? (laughs) So another thing I talked about in my previous episode was supplement quality. And I want to make sure I said that kind of weird supplement quality and how to make sure you're getting a pure and scientifically backed product. So please refer back to the last episode if you need to, to learn more about that, because that is also super important. You don't just want to be buying any random supplement you see on Amazon, because a lot of these are not quality tested, and you don't want to be putting other substances in your body that you didn't intend to, because you got a very poor quality. Oh my God, why do I keep saying it like that? SOS, <laughs> whatever. I'm leaving it in here. A poor, I'm trying to enunciate because this is very important. A poor quality supplement. Okay. So, all right, let's just dive into it. The supplements I'm going to be focusing on today are magnesium, minerals slash electrolytes. I'm lumping them into one, B vitamins, vitamin D and vitamin C. Okay. These are things that I will say most people are deficient in again, ask your doctor to be certain. Um, but these are the ones I'll be focusing on. So magnesium, let's start with magnesium. I love magnesium. It is so important for relaxation and recovery. If you've seen me on Instagram, I love to spritz my magnesium oil spray, like all over my body, especially my feet, because your feet are very good at absorbing things from your skin. Um, but I use that not only on like to spot treat when I'm really sore, after a workout, but I also use it just for relaxation and to help promote good quality sleep at night. But there are lots of other sources of magnesium. If you live by an ocean, you're very lucky. You can go take a dip and that is packed with natural magnesium. Okay. The salt water has tons of it. Uh, you could take an Epsom salt bath. Dark chocolate has a lot of magnesium, which if you get a period like I do, and you create chocolate like I do, there is a scientific reason for that. Your body loses a lot of magnesium through the blood loss during your cycle. And so it naturally craves magnesium rich sources of food to help replenish that. And that's why a lot of times we crave chocolate. So a good quality dark chocolate is a great option. And I'm trying to think what else, like dark leafy greens tend to have a lot of magnesium, but So many people are deficient in magnesium, and one of the main reasons for this is that stress depletes magnesium. And a lot of us are just stressed in this day and age, whether it's social stress and your, you know, comparisonitis on social media, or you have a stressful job, or or you just have a super busy life and you're like, go, 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 and it's more of like a physical stress. Magnesium is super crucial. So a lot of people feel a lot of benefits when they start supplementing with magnesium. Also, magnesium great for digestion. I had a period where I felt like I was not in the best place digestively, like things were not moving as much as I would have liked it to. And I realized uh, that I should be supplementing with magnesium supplement. And so I did. And it really helped keep things moving. Okay. I'll just say that. Um, So if you ever are feeling a little backed up, magnesium can be a great tool. But there are a lot of different subtypes of magnesium that kind of specialize in different things. There are some types of magnesium that are better for brain health. You can really like do your own research and get into the weeds of that. But these are just some basic sources. And 
Um, you can find that magnesium oil spray I mentioned on my website under the recommended products tab, but I use that all the time. So I really recommend starting there. And actually, interestingly, by using something topical like a spray, it's actually more easily absorbed into your body because it goes directly into your bloodstream. Whereas when you take a pill, it like has to go through your entire digestive tract and then absorb through your gut. It's a much longer path to actually having that nutrient absorbed. So that's another thing to note. But magnesium is super important in case I haven't made that clear yet. So look into that if you haven't yet. The next supplement I'm talking about is minerals and electrolytes in general. And these are really critical for cellular health. And when your cells are healthy, the rest of your body feels a lot healthier, okay? So this means improved energy, healthier hormone function, mood. A lot of times minerals are a very good thing to address if you're struggling with weight loss and you can't figure out why it could be like an electrolyte mineral imbalance but supporting yourselves is obviously very critically important and some ways that you can get electrolytes through your diet are through culinary sea salt like different types of sea salts are usually very rich in minerals so pink Himalayan sea salt is another good one but just adding that to your foods and I will say people have this thing where they're afraid of sodium and I understand it because in pop culture it's been demonized a lot but that's because if you're eating a heavily processed diet yes processed foods are insanely high in sodium but if you're eating a more whole foods based diet chances are you're not naturally getting enough sodium and you need to add some salt to your food so it really depends on where your diet's at and obviously I hope that you prioritize a very nutritious diet but if if you are eating mostly whole foods, definitely make sure to add some high quality sea salt to your food. Very important. Um, you will also, if you follow me on Instagram, know I'm obsessed with Element. I've probably talked it, about it on here too. It's spelled L-M-N-T and it's a very clean ingredient based electrolyte powder. A lot of electrolyte powders have added junk in there and like artificial colors and artificial sweeteners that if you're having it every single day can definitely lead to like digestive problems and we just don't want that. And Element tastes delicious. I have a, what is it, dark chocolate sea salt caramel one that I've been putting in my coffee and then they also have the fruity ones which I like to just drink with water. I do like a half packet at a time so it's not insanely salty but I do love, love, love this brand. Um... Another one, and this one's a little bit more affordable because it's just a, it's like a little bottle and it's, it's technically tasteless. It's like a clear bottle of liquid electrolytes, but it does have a bit of a minerally taste to it. So I recommend adding it to something with flavor like juice or coffee. You can kind of taste it if you were to just have it in regular water, but it's called Aussie Trace Minerals. You can find that on Amazon. And I also believe I have that linked on my product recommendations page. So I'll make sure I, I'll put the link to that page in the show notes for you to easily navigate there. But that I believe is around like $20 on Amazon for a pretty big bottle that'll last you a really long time. So that's just a bit more cost effective option if you're looking to supplement with electrolytes. And then, I mean, foods are very rich in different minerals, especially fruit has a lot of micronutrients. Um, so honestly, just having a variety of foods and eating the rainbow. I don't want to sound lame, but it's so true that the colors that you see in foods are usually indicative of different nutrients. So making sure you eat a variety and that your plate is not always just beige. Okay. <laughs> I definitely had a phase two where my, my plate was beige. It was all carbs. Okay. 
think we've maybe all been there, um, especially if you were like a 90s kid like me. So just make sure to eat a variety of good nutrient-dense whole foods as well. Okay, moving on to B vitamins. I feel like a lot of us are probably familiar with B vitamins or have heard that it's good to supplement with them, especially B12. Uh, B vitamins are so good for energy, healthy hormone function, brain health, mood regulation, red blood cell formation. This is just naming a few, uh, but it's a very important group of vitamins to have. And each B vitamin really plays its own role. But essentially having like a B complex can be a really helpful way to just support your body on a bigger level. So if you have painful or irregular periods, this could be especially beneficial for you. I personally had a very irregular cycle when I was in college and I started realizing like I need healthier fats and B vitamins oftentimes come in like fattier foods. That's where you're going to get most of them from. And so I started eating like avocados and nuts on a very regular basis. And like, it really, really helped my cycle kind of bounce back to normal. And another, so I guess just to uh, piggyback off of that comment about the fat sources, nuts, organ meats, fish, like salmon, super, super high in vitamin B, B12. Um, also bee pollen I know sounds really weird if you haven't had it but I love bee pollen and putting it on my not cereal oh my god help it's my adult cereal it's my yogurt bowl (laughs) that I have like almost every day I put bee pollen on there for like a little bit of crunch and it tastes kind of like like a little honeycomby like almost like sometimes a little bit savory I feel like I'm not doing it justice but it's it's a really good natural source of B vitamins it is super super nutritious it is packed with micronutrients and I've talked about the throat spray that I love on other episodes for immunity and when I travel it's like a honey propolis throat spray by beekeepers naturals and they also make a bee pollen that's super high quality and you can get that on Amazon so I super recommend that product just like an easy thing to sprinkle on foods and yeah that's about all I'll say for B vitamins Uh, moving on now to vitamin D okay the vitamin D conversation is very complex. Um, (laughs) I think we all know that vitamin D is important and that, you know, we typically get it from sunlight, but I think in my personal opinion, it's very heavily and potentially over-prescribed by doctors. And again, still talk to your doctor or if you prefer talking to a functional practitioner, uh, that's also something I recommend. But there is a debate right now that I don't fully understand, so I'm not going to try to explain it and I recommend doing your own research. But one of my holistic practitioners who I know and trust brought this up to me and told me that the way that, something to the effect of that, the way that you test for vitamin D levels when you're doing a blood test, like only measures your storage vitamin D and it's not actually accounting for how your body activates the vitamin D when it needs it. Something complex like that and very sciencey, but I have heard from a few sources that vitamin D is potentially overprescribed. And to that I say maybe that's true, maybe that's not, but I'm often inclined to more lean towards the holistic lens on things like this and I'm always just like okay you know what vitamin d is a free 
it's actually technically a hormone. It's not even actually a vitamin. It's a hormone. So I want you to think about that first. It's very important. But you get it free from sunlight, right? So like my first prescription to people would be go get your butt outside for 15 plus minutes at a time, multiple times a day and get your vitamin D as much as possible that way. And I know it's easier said than done, especially like right now it's the winter for me, but I'm looking outside and it's sunny. Like go put a jacket on and get outside and try to get your vitamin D that way. And I realize a lot of times that, again, that's easier said than done, but I think just telling yourself that you need vitamin D and going to the store and buying a vitamin D supplement can be risky. And another reason for that is that you t- vitamin D helps transport calcium throughout your bloodstream. However, a lot of people do not take a vitamin First of all, I would say take a vitamin D3, okay? That's like the most helpful form of vitamin D if you do have a vitamin D deficiency. But a lot of people just take up straight up vitamin D3 in a gummy or whatever it is, but you need to take a vitamin K2 if you're gonna be taking a vitamin D3, okay? K2 is required to bind to the excess calcium that the D3 is helping move so that it the calcium does not build up in your arteries and cause blockages. This is like something crazy that I learned in my studies that kind of blew my mind like I am definitely also guilty of kind of self-prescribing and being like oh everyone takes vitamin c everyone needs to take vitamin d let's just go to the store oh I I feel like I should probably be taking iron and just like buying whatever supplements off the rack and not understanding the science behind it and how all these vitamins interact with each other but yeah vitamin d transports calcium but vitamin k2 binds to the calcium to help actually move it throughout the artery and help it flow through the bloodstream without building up. If you're just like supplementing and going to town on vitamin D, you could be causing calcium buildup in your arteries, which is incredibly scary. So (laughs) please be really wise about how you do this. Maybe bring this conversation about the D3 plus K2 up to your doctor. I just encourage you to do your research and be very careful with self-supplementing in this regard. But again, sunlight's free. So I would, that is always my first recommendation to people. Okay, last supplement I'm going to be talking about is a good quality vitamin C. We want to be careful with where we source our vitamin C from. There's some not so great sources out there and kind of like scary, weird things if you look into it. Like (laughs) I started doing this where if I'm interested in um, a supplement, I, I really go deep and research where this company this company sources it from and I found like weird like algae fuzz sources of vitamin c before and very strange bizarre things so my advice is if you can find a vitamin c that is sourced from whole foods that is your best route um in general if you can't get a nutrient from your actual foods if you can get a vitamin or supplement pill form of it that that is derived from whole foods, that's much better than a non-whole food sourced supplement in pill form. So this might sound kind of confusing, but let's just start with the food sources that you can get from your diet. So in general, citrusy fruits like orange, lemon, and kiwi are very high in vitamin C. Uh, Trader Joe's has this acerola cherry juice shot that you can find in like little juice section. That's super high in vitamin C and that's a fun and easy way to just get it in every day. Um, Paleo Valley has a very good whole foods based vitamin C supplement and that is the one that I take. They source their vitamin C in the pill, not from like a weird algae. Okay. They source it from whole foods. And 
when you source something from Whole Foods, it's a lot more bioavailable for your body. So that means your body's able to absorb it much quicker. It's just like a more direct source. And if you're taking a collagen, which again, I love my collagen and you've probably seen me recommend it multiple times, vitamin C is actually required to be able to fully absorb it. So that's just another interesting fact to note. Okay, so that wraps it up. Again, we covered magnesium for relaxation and recovery, minerals and electrolytes for energy, healthy hormone function, honestly, also weight loss, very important, B vitamins, uh, especially B12 for energy, healthy hormone function, brain health, mood regulation, red blood cell formation, vitamin D for energy, healthy hormone function, and brain health, and vitamin C, which I didn't explain, but I assumed, you know, very important for immunity, right? And just like overall healthy cell functioning. So I hope this helped simplify the conversation around health and wellness supplements a bit for you. Of course, like I mentioned before, there are a lot of extras that you could add in that can be really nice or give you like a little boost. But if you're not focusing on the basics like this, I don't really see a point in doing that just yet. And if you have have any questions feel free to shoot me a message or again ask your doctor if that feels right for you um, if I am not qualified to give you an answer on any of this I will definitely point you in the right direction but I know it can be a very overwhelming conversation so I hope this really helped boil things down for you and again I'm going to link that link to my recommended products in the show notes so that if any of the products I mentioned are on there you can go ahead and grab them And just remember, if you have any questions for me that you'd like answered on the podcast, I am always in need of more questions and I love answering questions like these. So I'll also be leaving the link to the form where you can submit your question to the podcast. And in case you haven't noticed, I answer them anonymously. Your name will not be shared. I'm the only person that will know your name. So yeah, thanks for listening and I'm excited to catch you in the next episode. Take care.